Hey everyone, welcome to uh, Ripple Effect. This is February 28th, right? It is. <laughs> is that the last day? Last, well, yeah. Yeah, tomorrow's the first. Yeah, I saw oh, somebody my. post like their milk jug and it said it expired February 30th. <laughs> <laughs> that was just yesterday, I think. I don't know if they got it at Aldi or what. <laughs> But there are only 28 days this month, and uh, we're happy to be with you today. Today's uh, episode, uh, I'm hosting it because we gave Daniel a couple of weeks uh, not off from work, but he's the president of the Missouri Christian Convention that's in two weeks and has a lot of extra responsibilities really for the last couple of years yeah. to do with that, but this is the culmination of that. and. I'm sure he's ready to be done with that. Uh, but today's I'm sure episode. His wife's ready for yeah, to be done right. With that. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by hot chocolate. Yes. Uh, so hot chocolate is very important. We have had to start um, rationing it. You know, we're getting to the end of the. We, we hope toward the end of the colder months, and uh, so we don't use quite as much hot chocolate once we get into maybe April or May. But we did have to start rationing it. We don't allow uh, middle school boys to dump three packets in one <laughs> eight ounce cup anymore. So I they've been kind of handing it out. <laughs> I believe it. I just haven't seen it. With my eyes yet, I've so. seen it. Yeah. Uh, I've also seen people make their own mocha by dumping a packet in the and coffee. then putting a coffee. So that's I probably like that. that's probably pretty good. But uh, we we say that because we're really thankful for those that. Uh, run the coffee bar yeah who volunteer to come early and make sure that it's made and yeah. ready to go when people start coming and clean up and continue to right. make more throughout the morning so mm -hmm. so those people usually are showing up you know close to an hour early before most other people arrive sometimes uh one of the volunteers is there before i get there not usually but once in a while and so we're thankful for them serving us in that way. Um, I'm a coffee drinker, but um, some people, you know, are more of a hot chocolate person. Or a tea. <clears throat> or tea. Yeah, yeah, we do have tea. But it's nice to have that pickup. Yeah. Right before Sunday school. It so. is. Yeah. And if yeah. you're a person that doesn't know, there's always hot water by the sink for tea. And some people. It's one of those tiny little knobs that and it yeah. comes out hot. Yeah, always yeah. instant yeah. hot water. Mm -hmm. So we always like to say that because I see people fishing around like every few weeks. Where's the hot water? And it's just right there on the sink. So we, we always start off by recapping the previous week. And usually that's done by the person who preached. But Daniel's not here today. So I thought I'd take a minute and just recap our core values. Because we've been going through uh, for the last month <clears throat> our our four church-wide core values and the staff and the elders got together last fall and kind of uh, solidified these core values to be honest they're nothing new I mean this this is just sort of putting a framework around these core values they're things that we uh, I mean yeah they're things we aspire to but they're things that we're really about all about as Christians but you know sometimes you need to have uh, Focal points might be a good word for it. We've, we've described them as guardrails, boundaries, but also like you can't do everything. 
you can't focus on everything. You can't work on everything. So what are the four like churchwide core values for this season? Yeah. And they, that's what we landed on. <clears throat> and so you'll even see these in the coming weeks like highlighted around the building and in our print media and stuff like that because we want we, we want it not to just be a sermon series but things that help us make decisions about programming and what we're what we decide no we're not going to do that because we need to focus on this or we need to grow in this area the first one was embracing the truth and our little tagline for that is we believe that absolute truth comes from god and so yeah we we're we're inundated with all kinds of perspectives and uh even people that say no absolute truth doesn't exist and Mm -hmm. we're saying no we believe it does and and we we seek it and we we seek to let it shape shape our lives and inform our behaviors and our decisions and all that the second one was loving as family we are connected to each other as part of god's family and we've used that term for years here at the church Mm -hmm. family um we like to think of ourselves as family no matter how different we may be uh no matter our economic situation or or any of that stuff uh i think i think i like that phrase because it reminds us that just like in a physical family you don't all think the same thing about everything but you're committed to each other because you're in family and so you offer grace and you continue to show up in love even um though there might be differences <clears throat> and yeah, no matter what our bio family, you know, the foster uh, family, we've gotten used to using that term. Your natural family or your bio family, no matter what that looks like, or your positive or negative experiences there. Yeah, there there can be a very positive experience for you as part of the family of God, yeah. and we hope that people find that here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third week was centering on Jesus, a longer version of that is centering our life on Jesus. We trust in Jesus, our source of life, salvation, and hope. And our symbol for that was the home. And, you know, it's not just about like centering our life on Jesus or centering our worship services here on Jesus. It's about centering our daily life, our home on Jesus. And then the the one we just finished this week, was living authentically and we used the the heart symbol with the EKG and I talked about this at communion time uh, one of the hours about at first I wanted the heart symbol for loving because it's like well that just makes sense but you or Daniel or somebody won me over to the perspective the heart paired with like the EKG uh, line is like heart check you know are we being real Um, we choose to be real in every area of life you know real about real with God you know that we messed up and real with one another supporting one another encouraging being accountable to one another so I like that now that we landed on those symbols to kind of remind us so when you see those and see decisions we make and all that um, we hope that it reminds you of this series and and um, that in the coming weeks, you'll continue seeing and hearing about those core values because, again, it wasn't just a series. Yeah. This is like uh, going to shape a lot of what we do as a church going forward. All right. TLCC top three. Uh, every week we try to highlight a few 
uh, and we try we try to keep it to three. Most of the weeks we've done well at that. Uh, of our top announcements, and we try to keep them kind of church-wide announcements if we can. And one of them we wanted to bring up is something called uh, Meals with a Purpose. Now, our leadership does something called Meals with a Purpose kind of regularly. We've set them up for, what, four times this year or something like that. I'm not a part of the planning team for that, but there's a team that plans them. and There are ways we grow as a, a team, a leadership team, so we can lead the church better. and. Um, Kind of like um, a meal and some fun and some continuing education. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word for it, continuing education. However, in light of our church-wide emphasis to just be more uh, hospitable, outreaching, evangelistic, there's one of these meals with a purpose we want to invite anybody to. Anybody that's part of our church is invited to this meal. And it's uh, coming up on March 25th, so it's not that far away and we need you to RSVP for it, so we're trying to get the word out there soon. So, uh, years ago, a guy by the name of Stan Rada interned here. Mm-hmm. Before I, I mean, I know Stan, I've met him, I don't remember where. I recognized his face when I looked him up on Facebook. Yeah. But uh, he interned here, I think, when we were at UA, Mary yeah. said. So, he's coming here on March 25th to present a uh, seminar we might call it called making disciples to the fourth generation um, I'm excited about this some of our people already did this seminar before and they were impacted by it some of them you know became naturally more evangelistic and just bringing up Jesus and their daily interactions out of this seminar so um, the team that planned this meal just wanted to uh, have as many people in our church as possible uh, come to this meal, and it's sort of a seminar, a training session, like Mary said, continuing education for for a, a believer to be a better disciple maker. And so I'm excited about that. March 25th, it's 9 until 2, Daniel said. Lunch is provided, so you must RSVP. Yeah. We don't want, this is not one of those events where you just walk in. Uh, so by the 20th, which is the Monday before will be the deadline for you to sign up. And we're going to have that on uh, Church Center on the app as well as a sign-up sheet in the lobby. So please sign up for that. We're willing to pay for lunch for as many people as possible. You just have to let us know that you're coming. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that enough yeah, for that one? Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did you right. say something about child care? Did you not know that? I don't think there's child care. I don't think okay. so. Okay. Um, Second one, Como Men's Conference. We've already announced that quite a bit, but we have, as of now, as of recording time, a couple of tickets are still remaining for that. I would say even if you're not able to pay for those tickets, if you really want to go to this, just call us and let us know you want one of them. Because and that's we, this Saturday. This is this Saturday. So a few days from now, we're going to meet here at 7.15 that morning. You're invited to, to ride in the van. You can meet us down there if you'd rather do that as well. But um, you need to let us know if you want one of those tickets. And then, you know, if, you, if you're too late, we'll let you know that too if you call in. Uh, so comment on the video, send us a message, call the office, wh- whichever way. Just let us know that you'd like to come. All right, third one is welcome lunch. You may be watching the podcast or listening to it today, and you've never attended a welcome lunch. Um, 
Welcome lunch is, again, a free lunch. It's after second service on a Sunday, and the next one is March 12th. So it's about two weeks away. Um, Rachel and I are going to lead this one. So it's a chance to meet some of the staff. Our secretary's always there. She helps plan the meal. So we're grateful to Dawn for doing that. And then a couple of the staff or leadership always try to, to make it for that. And what we do is we give you, a, a well, we just meet each other first. And you, so you know some faces from the church. But the second thing is you get a brief overview. We do provide childcare for this. Uh, and you, that's another reason the RSVP on the app or at the welcome desk at church. Um, but you get probably 30 to 45 minute intro to the church. It's nothing you have to prepare for. Um, there's no obligation you know, to do anything out yeah. of it. It's really just informational. But some people do ask questions about things you've been curious about. So that's another, maybe that's the most important part at some of the welcome lunches I've led is just the Q&A time at the end. Yeah. So we encourage you to attend that. Maybe you're not brand new, but you've just never attended one. You're still welcome to come to that on the 12th. Okay, I think that's all for our TLCC top three. We want to move on to uh, weekly spotlight, and we got a couple <clears throat> things today. So the first one, um, Mary is going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, um, this past Sunday, Annie Ramsey um, was baptized by her father, Kurt, after the second hour. And we want to welcome Aunt Anne to the um, family of God and to our church family here, and are so grateful for parents who... Um, take the commitment to teach their kids about Jesus and his big love and and walk with them through that process of choosing God and yeah. becoming a new Christian. Yeah, and I, again, we did it after church, so I had halfway forgotten it was happening. And honestly, I didn't know who it was. I knew that we were having a baptism afterward because some family were coming in or something, and it was cool to be there. And what we always say is... Uh, maybe you're next. I mean, maybe you are watching this today. You've never made that decision yeah. uh, to, you know, just be all in for Jesus, to follow his command of uh, to be baptized. And if you, if that's you, you can talk to any of us. I mean, you can talk Anything. to Daniel. He's not on here today. Uh, uh, one of our elders, uh, any of us are prepared to take your hand and walk with you through that process and what that means to to follow Jesus and to follow what he's commanded us to do. So I hope that you're watching this and you saw a clip of that. If you're <laughs> one of them that's like on YouTube, uh, we'll see if we can make that happen. But we were excited to to celebrate that that moment with her on Sunday. All right, now we turn it over. I didn't do the introductions in the beginning. <clears throat> I'm all out of order because I don't usually host this thing, but I'm Brian, in case you don't knew, know me, uh, executive minister. Uh, Mary's our children's minister, and Rachel is our student minister. She's also going to take a little moment to do a spotlight today. Yeah, so somebody that I wanted to highlight who's been a part of our student ministry for just a little bit um, is Matt Douglas, and he has he's a recent uh, student volunteer. And one thing that we've been trying to do is get some small groups going for students and Matt is um, a leader of one of our small groups. We have one small group that just started this past Sunday um, with some middle school boys, and um, it's a really exciting thing that is happening, and um, Matt is an awesome guy who loves the Lord a lot, who's had 
um, ministry experience, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing um, the inter or hearing about the interactions that that are going to mm -hmm. happen in that group. It's an awesome group of boys, um, and he has a co-leader who is um, Joseph Gilmore, who's been a volunteer for a while. But it's just so cool to to have volunteers um, who are willing to take that extra step. And you're and wanting that. to start more small groups. We are wanting to start more small groups. So, um, you know, trying to find other people in the church. You don't even necessarily have to be a part of the student ministry to say, you know, I feel like maybe God's been calling me to serve somewhere and maybe consider student ministry. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's, that's something that's exciting that's going on. So thank you, Matt and Joe, for being the first ones to get that going. Yeah, I thought it would be good to spotlight that because we were talking to a parent earlier this week and she was like, oh, I didn't even know there were small groups. And mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, uh, you know, which we have the band up, Rachel's doing a great job of getting information out there, but mm -hmm. still a lot of times students don't necessarily uh, sign up on their yeah. own. So now yeah, they have to so be pushed a little bit. <laughs> so we're, I'm, I'm realizing I'm super new to this and it's realizing like if, if the kid the kid can tell me all the live long day I want to go to this but it's like unless I hear from you yes my parents said I mm -hmm. could go so we're working on it yeah <laughs> but the band app is is a good way to well get my son Preston is mm -hmm. in that first group that Matt's mm -hmm. leading and I'm really excited about it and we hope that if you have students Obviously, you can't force them to do it, and we don't want to do that. We mm -hmm. want it to be something that they want to do. And to make a priority. But she's trying to grow that, and so if your student is interested, or like she said, if you're maybe interested in helping uh, lead one of those groups, um, then you can contact us. Yeah. I um, Shoot me an email or come talk to me. Mm -hmm. Was hearing from um, a ministry professional, and they were saying, that kids who stay connected to their faith often, one of the determining factors is other adults other than their parents mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. are um, safe people that they can go and talk mm -hmm. to about things that maybe they're not sure they want to get in trouble with with their mm -hmm. parents or they want to embarrass to talk to their parents mm -hmm. about and some other godly person mm -hmm. that has invested in them and continues to give the same truth that their parents would often can be um, a, a factor to help them stay connected yeah. because it's not just faith doesn't look just one way yeah there's all kinds of different ways that faith and commitment to God yeah. can look and, and I can say that that's true in my own life you know whenever mm -hmm. you have people other than your parents who are just pouring the love of God into you it sounds it, it, it sounds different sometimes it does coming from somebody else. sometimes your parents tell you things and you think well you just have to say that because you're yeah. my parent <laughs> but if another adult else, says hey oh, I see potential and yeah. you think maybe maybe they're right uh, yeah when I was growing up uh, we didn't even have a student minister like our parents ran the whole yeah uh, kids and student stuff it was a small church but I can think of people who were basically volunteer uh, mentors, maybe not student minister, but mentors. Are, I can think of one guy specifically that invited us, uh, my sister and I, and, and other students into his home to have meals, play games. Mm -hmm. Conversations happen uh, mm -hmm. organically mm -hmm. there at meetings like that. That, again, uh, it wasn't that I couldn't talk to my parents about this stuff, but it was awkward or 
I, I was just more receptive for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a parent, we hope that our kids will talk to us about anything. And yet sometimes there are reasons, even in a really healthy home mm-hmm. relationship, why you're just more comfortable talking about a certain topic with someone else. And that happened for me with more than one person mm-hmm. in, in my uh you know, I came really say youth group. It wasn't really an organized thing yeah. at all when I grew up, but um, but the we need people like that who are just uh, mentoring, setting good examples. And mm-hmm. again, I'm I'm happy for yeah. people like Matt who and you've got a, a lot of people who do that for our mm-hmm. students either on Sunday or Wednesday, or for activities. And this is not like you have to be young to work with young kids, mm-hmm. like. You could just say, I recognize that this generation is important and they're, they are the church. They're not the future of the church. They're the church now. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what encouragement do they need to hear that I can give them? So it could I be think any that generation. goes back to our core value of family, too, because <clears throat> yeah. family often has multi-generations in it. And sometimes those older people who pray for our kids and check in on them and ask questions and are interested in them, have an important role as well as their peers and the young sponsors who go to lock-ins and it it takes all ages to pour into and to build up our family yeah all right well mary has our uh, blessing of the week so um my favorite scripture is from philippians 1 and um it's one i go back to over and over and i feel like one of the um privileges that we have as ministers, as people on staff, as people who get to connect with a variety of people each week, is to pray for them and to uphold them. And this is Paul praying, and he's writing to the people in Philippi. Starting in verse 3, every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. May you always be filled with the fruit of your salvation, the righteous character produced in your life by Jesus Christ, for this will bring much glory and praise to God. We do pray for each other. And we pray for our volunteers, we pray for the kids, we pray for um, our family members here at church that have needs, who are, who are grieving, who have uh, physical pains, who are struggling with things. And always our, our prayer and our hope is that you are drawn closer to God, that you feel his nearness, you feel him working in your life, that you um, know that he is in your corner, he is on your side, he is cheering for you. And so are we. So we are so grateful to be part of your family and to to love you and to pray for you and um, never hesitate to ask us to pray for you because it is our honor and our joy. Yeah. 
one of the best parts of our week, even though I'm not a morning person, is Monday morning prayer with the elders. Um, just, I don't know, it helps focus the week for me and remind me it's it's all about the people mm-hmm. that are here, not about just the keeping the building running and all that stuff. So she's right. Um, we promised that Rachel's okay, even though she uh, <laughs> disappeared, had a little coughing fit. Um, and if you've heard any whistling today, it's because of the windows in this building we talked about a couple weeks ago. Uh, the wind is picked up today. So if you heard that in the background, that's what's been going on. But uh, yeah, we hope you have a great uh, rest of your week, and we hope to see you uh, next Sunday.